All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Just Overbroke podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Newton. This is part two of the second episode of my story. The reason why I've had to break it up is because, like I said, there's, there's so much of a backstory that I wanted to sort of like cram in and just give you the valuable bits. But the more I dived into my own story and why it's important that you know what it is that I've been through in order to gain the authority to walk you through the steps that you're going to be going through throughout listening to this podcast, the more I had to try and cram in. So let's not wait any longer and let's just crack on with where we left off. So, like I was saying, I got to the turning point, right? I was back in the car for a morning shift. It was probably about half four, sorry, half five, quarter six, winter, cold, wet outside. The only saving grace that morning was that I was working with uh, my line manager, who was an awesome guy, you know, he, he kept spirits up and he always took the piss at me, which was great because, you know, I did the same to him and it was a good working relationship. You know, we very rarely had any disputes, squabbles or anything like that. Um but I was scanning the gap scan, right? I was scanning the morning gap, <clears throat> walking, the, walking my way around the, the cold, fucking miserable store in the morning, looking at around 12 to 1,500,000, uh, sorry, 12 to 15,000 products in the store. Uh, amongst all of those on the shelves were little black tickets that you had to go and scan, see if there are a gap on the gap report and then find them in the warehouse and put them out and then adjust all of the book stock if, if, uh, if it was wrong absolute hideous task to do every morning and it's just mind-numbingly tedious and boring but it was at that morning when i stood there in my cop club and looking into the fridge just thinking what the fuck am i doing like what is this all about you know this is just, this is not where you want to be like i said i i'd i'd got myself in all of the debt again i bought myself another fucking finance whip um, I had loads of subscriptions. I, it, it, it was just crazy. Mental health was taking taking a massive battering. Like I said, the cash wasn't there because I tied it up in in liabilities that were just draining my bank account. And I was suffering. I was really suffering mentally. I was angry. I was tired. I was frustrated. I was just agy with it, every, with anyone and everyone that challenged me in some shape or form. It's like I was going to work, being a therapist for everyone else, trying to help solve their problems and then completely neglecting myself. And it's like the saying, you can never help someone else until you've helped yourself. And some people say, well, that's selfish. But in reality, it's not. Unless, you've, unless you're operating from a sound body and a sound mind, you can't possibly help anyone else because you're just going to be leading them down the wrong path because you're not fully of a sound mind yourself, right? So like I said, times went great. And... I began to began to assess my situation, look for the get out of jail clause. How can I get out of this this job? How can I find something more fulfilling? Well, the simplest, quickest way to get yourself out of a shit nine to five is to go and find another one that inspires you, right? That that, that makes you think, oh, you know, I'd love to try my hand at that, and then go and apply for it. And that's exactly what I, I did. The the saying, the grass is greener. Uh, the grass is not always green on the other side rings completely true and resonates with me as i'm speaking to you right now because at that time i thought fuck it do you know what i'm literally just going to i'm going to up sticks and i'm going to go somewhere completely different and i thought about relocating myself down south with family that i had down there at the time it would have uh, would have been my dad uh, rest his soul and you know my, my, my family down there and just start a new life right thinking it would just escape all of my problems it would fix them and I'd, I'd be free right just to start a new life how wrong was I 
not only you know did I think that was gonna be the quick fix, but I hadn't taken into account that I'd even get a job, right? I applied for so many different positions, so many different positions, all of which probably looking back at it now had no no real relevance to me, wouldn't have done me any favors and just weren't me. And I, I'm gonna highlight a specific one again that, that led me to my next turning point. I applied for a, um, a basically a debt recovery agent job with a private debt collector firm, right? I applied for them. I met all of the criteria because bearing in mind my GCSEs were shit. I didn't have a great deal of sort of a fantastic education behind me. Um, I, was, I just was not a guy for school, hated school. It just, you know, the fact that you have to pass a test to gain any sort of credibility nowadays is just, for me, it's just fucking bonkers. And that is what I resented about school. It was telling me how intelligent I was based on the, the marks of a test. And for me, that's not, that's not game. That's not what it's all about. You're judging every human being with multiple different capabilities on the basis of how they've answered questions in a test and then tell them that's how smart they are. It's complete and utter dog shit. That's why I didn't like school. So um, as I said, um, I was looking for work, right? I applied for this this debt recovery thing and it, it was all going swell, right? They wanted me to, to start work with them. Um, we, had, we had dates. I was looking at relocating. It was all going swimmingly well until I started telling people, I was like, right, this is what I'm going to go and do. I'm going to go and be a debt recovery agent. A bit like uh, you can't pay, we'll take it away, essentially. That's what I thought it would be like until... I got the opinions of, and this is this is the first sort of, uh, not red flag, but thing that you shouldn't matter too much about if it's really what you want to do. And obviously this wasn't, this wasn't me, but I shared, shared that information with uh, some close friends and family members. And the, the comment that stuck out, stuck out the most was, Luke, you're not a bully, mate. You're not someone who is going to be able to go into your property or an establishment and take something from someone because they're they're under hard times and they can't pay, mate. That is not you. That's not who you are. You are the complete opposite. You're there. You'd give them what they need to to keep on going, to keep surviving, to keep making ends meet. Like you're not the guy to take things away. And it was at that moment when again I hit another turning point. I was thinking, Luke, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you need to get this sorted. And if you can't go and do this job, then what are you going to do? Like, there's nothing else going for you in and around this town. Hey, and why? In hey, and why? You either go and work in the local um, drug uh, packaging place, PCI. You're either in the hospitality industry, working in you know the pubs, cafes, or restaurants, or you do something outside. You know, you become like a tradesman of some description. And all of those, just not for me. Like, I just not. Nah. Or like you said, you work in the cop. Um, all of those, we all knew they're not for me. That's not who, what I'm sort of geared towards. It's not what I'm all about. And it led me to the turning point on Christmas Day, 2019, when I was sat at home, I was on my own. I don't really do Christmas. As many of my family and friends will tell you, Christmas is not for me um, due to loads of other complicated shit. But basically, I was sat in my, my, new, my new flat, studio flat, Christmas Day, on the old uh, Jack Daniels first thing in the morning. It was a pretty depressing time. I remember being on the internet, searching, searching, thinking, right, what the fuck can I do? I was watching some crap on YouTube, looking for more jobs. And a course popped up. A course popped up on my YouTube window saying, would you like to become a life coach? And I was like, life coach? What on earth is a life coach? And, you know, out of pure 
curiousness or you know just me being inquisitive i clicked on a link and it led me to i don't want to say i'm not going to say a hero because that's cringy as fuck but it was a guy who led me to a different perspective on life and what i'm truly doing with mine and how unfulfilled i currently am a guy called kane ramsey scottish guy talks really really fucking quickly and you can barely understand him it's brilliant I enrolled on his Udemy course, literally uh, a few moments after watching his first video or advertisement, shall I say, that they'd put on YouTube, I think it was. And I was hooked. I was learning so much about myself, what I'm all about, and how I can help other people after being through many, many interesting, massive life events that many people don't experience at the young age of, you know, what, what, what I've been then, uh, 25, 26 Bit, a bit less than that. People don't. People at that age don't navigate some of the stuff that I've navigated to, and that's not you know blowing my own trumpet or anything like that. It's just I've got experience in some really deep shit that work, that can help a lot of people navigate their own life experience. So after passing his course, bear in mind I kept all of this quiet from my work colleagues, my friends, my families, everyone. I didn't tell anyone, right? I started to tell people at work. They were like, you know, are you still are you still hating your job, still hating your life? What the fuck are you doing? And I, I, one one night, I remember telling them, I was like, oh, I've qualified to be a, a life coach now. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a life coach. Well, I already am. I'm certified now, so I'm good to go. Obviously, knowing absolutely bugger all. Like I just done my first certification, learning about values, human values, you know, mindset, and all of the other wonderful things that come into that course, you know. And they were like, a life coach. What the fuck is that? What is the point in being a life coach? Like, how are you going to help people with their problems? Like, it's not even a thing around here. And you know what? They were right. They were a little bit right. Because hey and why is so behind the times and people and their mindsets are so behind the times. When I've spoken to people about being a life coach, they literally look at me with such a blank face. They have no idea what I'm on about. And it's quite funny, really. And it was a big kick in the bollocks because I'd invest a lot of time, a lot of money into buying these courses to help me expand my knowledge, my wisdom as a person, help grow myself, develop myself, you know, take on all of this extra knowledge in NLP, CBT, life coaching, hypnotherapy to help develop myself and other people, right? Sharing all that I'm learning with the people at work, you know, the disempowered souls that work alongside of me. Obviously, they weren't grateful for, for any of it and, you know, probably forgotten all that I've shared with them by now. But it was allowing me to understand what I'm, what I'm trying to teach people on a deeper level, right? So I can truly understand the principles, the practices, understand what motivates human beings, how I can best solve people's, help solve people's problems with them, you know, whether it be a mindset problem, an ego, uh, uh, a self-worth problem, a confidence problem, whatever, you know, it was allowing me to do that. And I was infatuated with this thing that was called being a life coach. Over the course of the next probably six, six to nine months, I went all in on it. I learned everything I could possibly do. I went through all of Kane's courses. I started reading books. I started branching out to different people until I met my next main man. I met a guy called Jason Greystone. He's a trader. He has built a substantial amount of wealth by trading, by investing. He's, he's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And he's taught me sort of everything I know up to this point about investing, creating generational wealth, you know, living the fucking inspired life. He's a badass. 
um, absolutely badass. And I'm forever grateful for, for having a, the chance to meet him. I flew to Ireland to, to one of his trader, sort of, sort of like sort of small trading events. Um, the, the day within there, that was a fucking wild weekend. All in 24 hours, in and out, bomb, crazy. First time I'd ever gone anywhere on my own. Met the guy and he taught me, not in that day, but as time went on, he taught me what life is all about. And, you know, I didn't need any convincing because I was at such a low point before I met Jason. I, I, I think I would have believed any, anyone, but he, he was just like the most authentic guy possible that I needed at that time. He literally, he said it as it, as it was. There was no, there was no BS. There was no, you know, there, there was no, 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 yeah, no BS, right? No scams, no shit. Whereas I'd encounter a lot of people in between Kane and Jason that were just there to, to make money, right? Just to sell shit at the back of a room. And that's not what he did. Um, he created his own course called Tears of Freedom, which, you know, I'll probably reference quite a lot in this, this podcast. An absolute phenomenal course where people that are like-minded like myself want to create mass, uh, mass wealth, live the inspired life, you know, create businesses, you know, multiple streams of income and just share massive fucking maximum value with other people to lead them to lead, leading their own inspired life, right? Getting out the habit of exchanging their time for money and I immersed myself in this group called Tears of Freedom and I met so many awesome people that I still, I talk to every day, like literally at the moment, and I still keep uh, networking out to new people that come into the group and, and, you know, making myself known. It's just a phenomenal community to be part of. But it led me to the point to become ballsy enough to go, right, this is what Jason's taught me. I've sorted my expenses out. I fucking got rid of the Beamer. I literally went back into monk mode, as I call it now. I went back into monk mode and was like, right, this is my time, okay? If you're going to do this, you need to be ballsy, you need to be brave, and you need to just fucking do it. So after obviously being humiliated by my colleagues earlier on, saying that being a life coach was basically a scammy thing, it was a complete fucking waste of time, and I'd never make a go of it, I decided to be ballsy. I handed it in my notice period, not of a month, not of two months, not of six months, not of nine months, but of 12 months. <laughs> and the funny thing was when I handed it in, my boss was like, and I, I, my boss was all right. The one who had a, a, the last knockings of Corp, he, he's a good egg, um, real good guy. And he, he accepted my notice, which probably says it all. <laughs> but he was like, man, what the fuck is this? It's 12 months, 12 months notice. And I was like, look, it's part of the plan. This is why I need 12 months accept it and he's like right okay cool let's do it i'll check in with you near the time in case you change your mind nah i was never going to change my mind i committed by that point i was ready to fucking get out of coop get out of the nine to five chase my life coaching dream and crack on start living my own version of an inspired life by talking to ladies and gents just like yourself to help you get out of your disempowered nine to five to live your own inspired life so i committed started saving every penny i had to create a nice nice uh 12 month cash buffer right um, to, to basically sustain myself during the period that I'm in now to start creating multiple streams of incomes, businesses to serve people at my highest level and allow me to do that without having to worry about cash, right? Relieving the animal brain. That's what it's all about. Giving you time to think clearly, to keep developing yourself and to create those in, income streams, right? to be creative and to really to really grow yourself and become a, the person that you know you can be. That's what it's all about for me right now and that's what has led me to this point. And if it wasn't for Jason probably imparting all of that crazy knowledge and wisdom into, into me and all the other people that are inside of the group, I never would have done it. Never, ever would have done it. And that's the best part of it. But anyway, so I worked out, I worked my notice and believe you me, it was like the longest 12 months I have ever experienced in my life 
it was like a prison sentence. Um, I, I have no idea how I, like the last couple of months, last two months, I was thinking, fuck this. Like you've got your money, you've got your cash buffer. Let's just bail now. But obviously that wasn't the smart financial decision to, to do it. And I was a bit wiser by this point. I was a bit, you know, a bit more savvy. So I just, you know, I uh, went forward and did my whole 12 month, which nearly killed me in the end, I'm not going to lie. But during that time, like I said, I invested so much time into self-development, enhancing my skill sets, you know, just absorbing like a sponge, so much knowledge that I could pass and teach on to other people to enhance their quality of lives, all for free, you know. I took on free coaching clients um, that I just did just because I wanted to get hands-on with clients, you know, to help resolve their problems with them and to create those, those lifelong, meaningful relationships with people that would last a lifetime. Right. I wanted to do that for free. I didn't care about being paid. I just wanted to do it. And that was, it was great. You know, I was still finding my feet. I was still nervous coaching people because thinking, well, they, you know, believe what I'm, what I'm, what I'm giving them sort of thing, you know, as actually helping them, they find this valuable. It was such a massive, it was such a massive learning curve, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know, the fact that I could impart such valuable, tangible knowledge into someone's life that would make all of the difference to them. And they'd feel like, you know, they're getting maximum value. They've paid me a set fee and they've got more than what they've paid for, essentially. That's what I was all about. So, you know, it was a great experience. I loved it. But the last pitch of the stories, the last part of the, the cycle that got me to this point today, the downside to being a life coach for me, beginning like in my early days, back in 2019 up till now, literally until like last week, which is crazy, was as a coach, as a life coach, you want to help absolutely everyone. You don't care their background, what they do for work, who they are, their age, the gender, the sex, the gay, straight, whatever. You don't care. You just want to help anyone with any problem that they have that they've had and that's just that's natural for a coach right a new coach a new aspiring life coach because you're just hungry right you just want to make an impact in the world and the thing you don't realize was and i and i was told plenty of times plenty of times lucas find the niche lucas do this do that but yes i was still a little bit fearful i was like oh i don't wanna i don't wanna like sort of cap my cut my my outreach right to the people that i can serve i don't, don't want to do that so i never ever did right? i never did niche i just kept putting myself out there i'm a life coach i'm a life coach i'm a life coach is valuable content this is what you can do with your own life this will solve this problem use this technique here's that workbook the lot that's just what i kept doing each and every time but everything dried up right everything dried up when i was getting literally when i just come out of my when i just finished coop when i just left my nine to five everything come to a dry spell nothing was happening Animal brain started to get a bit twitchy, thinking, oh, this isn't great. You've just left your nine to five and you've got no clients. Shit, what's happening? But luckily, I've got the cash buffer behind me, right? And my animal brain has been relieved. But it really led me to think um, about my niche again. And what, what, like, what am I doing? Who is it that I really want to coach? I had a webinar one evening with some of my tough, uh, Tears of Freedom guys, tough guys about uh, a coaching program, it's called Coaching Masters, right? For if you guys wanna look into it. And we went through this webinar and it was just fucking, it was packed, packed full of values. The six, uh, six A's it was. And we went through this, went through this, um, this two hour webinar. And by the end of it, the only thing I could think of that I needed to do was niche. I need to niche out because at the moment, trying to coach the masses about anything and everything isn't working. Why is it not working? 
because you're a generalist. Now, I'm going to use an example. I think that was actually used in the, in the webinar, weirdly enough. Um, when you go, if you've got a problem with your heart and you go into hospital, right, because you're having, I don't know, let's say you're having heart pain, uh, sorry, heart problems, right, and you don't know what it is and you get it looked into, and they say, right, okay, so you need an operation to fix one of your clotted up valves in, inside your heart, okay? You've got two options. You can either have a GP do it who specializes in everything and anything to do the operation for you. They'll be cheaper. Or you can have the specialized heart surgeon to do it for you who basically just works with hearts, nothing else, but he's the, the creme de la creme, right? He will sort you out, no problems at all. Think about that situation that I've just told you now and understand who on earth logically are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the GP, right? And I'm not hating on GPs, by the way, just using it for reference. The guy or gal that deals with anything and signpost people to different specialists, etc. Or are you going to choose the person, the surgeon that works on one sort of like organ of the body and knows it inside out and can do the operation with his eyes closed in theory? Okay, just, uh, you know, we don't give off the wrong impression there. You're going to choose the heart surgeon, aren't you? Because they know exactly what they are doing. So that led me to think, after I heard that example, man, you've just got a niche. You've just got to pick your niche. And the, the important piece of value to take, that I took out of the, web, uh, the webinar was you don't have to stick with that niche forever. You're not locked in for the foreseeable, for the future. You know, you can always pivot. And it was at that night where I chose to, I chose to pivot chose to pivot i'm not just going to be a general general life coach anymore. i'm not just going to be you know the the guy that people come to with their problems i want to i want to solve a specific problem in my coaching career and in the foreseeable future the future moving forward what was it that i wanted to achieve and help people solve and the only thing that kept cropping up time and time and time again after that webinar was getting out the nine to five getting out the nine to five getting out the nine to five that was all i could think about and the only reason that it kept cropping up is because it's just what I'm doing now. I know the topic inside out because I've had to navigate it myself. And what there's nothing better to teach than something that you've already done yourself. And they always say, if you can't teach something to a three-year-old, you don't know the topic good enough to explain it to, you know, to the three-year-old. And I feel and I understand that I know this topic inside out and I can lead people with authority and confidence to getting out of their nine to fives. And that is what led me to this niche. It's helping people get out of the disempowering, unfulfilled state of mind, the victim mentality of poor me, I fucked up, I'm in a shit situation and I don't know what to do. I am the guy that people come to. I am the nine to five guy that people come to and they go, Lucas, man, my fucking head is in a mess. I'm stuck in a disempowering nine to five. I hate where I'm at right now. I'm disempowered. I don't even want to get up and go to work in the mornings. What can I do? And that is what ignites the fire inside of me. I'm like, yes, brother. Yes, sister. Whatever you got to say, I will work with you. As long as you are committed to the process, you're open and authentic, and you're grateful for what I'm doing for you or working with you, shall I say, let's do it. Let's create this, 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 this relationship and move forward with it, right? And it was at that moment I knew, yeah, this is me. And that's, I'm, I'm getting excited now talking about it to you guys and girls because there's nothing like I'm so, I'm so fucking proud of what I've achieved and how I can help people navigate their own nine to fives. This is exactly why I wanted to do it. And like, what is there more? What, I don't even know what would be more um, fulfilling for me or inspiring for me 
than to lead someone in the shit state that, like, for example, that I was in, you know, smothered in debt um, and subscription, just a shit, shit mindset, working in a retail position for seven years, not knowing what way to fucking turn, looking at taking drastic actions that would never have paid off and never would have resolved the problem. And then getting to them to a place of where I'm at now of living the inspired life. I've got my cash buffer sorted. I'm creating multiple streams of income each and every month, month in, month out with my guys, with my teams. And it's phenomenal. I am so fucking lit every day when I wake up now and I go, yes, this is what I want to, to lead other people to, to do and to experience because it's not right that I get to experience this, but other people don't. That's not fair. And, and you know, some people say, oh, life's not fair. Well, no, but... That's the that's the that's whole the part of parcel of me providing maximum value to you, ladies and gents, to show you how to do exactly what I'm doing in exactly the steps that I've taken, so you can have exactly the same opportunities that I've had and I'm receiving on a monthly basis. There is nothing better than that, and I feel like I'd be doing so many people an injustice if I did not share it with the world. Hence, why I'm here today talking to you about getting out of the nine to five. So. With that being said and done, ladies and gents, I hope I've given you a bit of bit of um, insight, a depth into my story and what I'm all about, what has led me to this point. Although I think I've cropped out so much just because there's so much to talk about. I hope I haven't bored you to death over the last 45 minutes, I think it was, in total, and that you stick around for the rest of this life-changing podcast that it is soon to be about. It is Lucas at the Just Over Broke podcast. Remember, just because of the current situation that you're in right now, it does not mean that you cannot better yourself, remove yourself from a disempowered nine to five and become who you want to be. Be who you want to be and I will see you on the other side.